2: Welcome to On The Bench. I am Brendan Sinone. Driving in my car right now. Don't worry, this won't be a Falk in the Road. This is going to be kind of a different format of podcast as we recount our Tour of Duty experience. And that's not to say that I was uh, participating in Tour of Duty. I could barely stand today. Uh, But yeah, uh, we are going to sit down, have some breakfast, do a little maple streak, get some biscuits in our tum-tum, and uh, talk about what we observed today. It's going to be Chris Knee. Zach Blalestein, Brett Nevitt. We had Kev join us as well, but he had to go to work. And uh, Dane never woke up. This is a public shaming that he, uh, he missed us, and, and, that, and that's fine, you know? I'm not mad, passively, aggressively angry at Dane at all. So anyways, relocating to Maple Street right now. Going to sit down. Oh, Zach's driving right past me. Oh my God, he's speeding. He's speeding. He's going to get us in a car accident. What an idiot. All right. I'm going to go pay attention. We will start giving you some thoughts on tour of duty. When I come back in like a second. Zachary is the first one to show. Dane did show up very mopey, very down on himself. It's going to need a hug later today. And then he had to go to class two minutes later. So I'm not really sure why he showed up, but <laughs> anyway, Zach is here now. We're going over really quick observations and initial thoughts. Zach, what was your, your biggest takeaway?
1: Just that I think FSU once again hit on pretty much every piece of their uh, newcomer class between both the high school and, and transfer ranks, especially the transfers that we got to see today. Only,
2: who, who stands out the most among the transfers? Maybe like you could play like two or three just to pinpoint?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I guess on offense, it would be Jaheim Bell and uh, Casey Roddick for me. Okay. Um, Jeremiah Byers, a close like third. Um, but he's, yeah, those two guys were really impressive to me. Jaheim Bell just looks like like exactly what you're trying to recruit at this at this level of football
2: uh, w- at one point Jaheen bell was standing next to deuce span it's not really like deuce span's fault because he's a lengthy wide receiver and that's kind of his build but i think you could take both of deuce span's calves and combine them and it would have been one of
1: Jaheen bell's yeah thoughts. i mean he's yeah I, I i can believe that he's just a massive human being um on the defensive side of the ball i thought gilbert edmund looked good um you know didn't get to see some of the other guys but like daryl jackson like was was pretty impressive for just how big he is like he moves pretty well and gave consistently good effort throughout the day or throughout the morning so I was impressed by that but yeah overall the the transfer class is just really fun to watch and and, you know Brennan and I were talking a little bit before you put on the record button but it really does seem like all these guys are going to come in and and have a chance to start for Florida State this upcoming season.
2: Byers Sunone sponsored by the Turner Group shout out the Turner Group sorry Colin. Thoughts on the banjo? By or
1: By the banjo. There's no way they can hear it. They can hear it. I will say, though, I think that kind of does expose, like, who's athletic and who's not. Because some guys just look so unathletic. Mad. Call them out. Call them out. by name. I always think the looks like he can barely move. All uh,
2: right. We may have to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Is this actually being recorded right yes. now? Yes. Oh, gosh. I don't know. There's no pressure, Brett.
1: I thought Lundy looked
2: like he was moving good. Who did? Lundy. Who's Lundy? DJ Lundy. He looked fast? I don't know if I'd say fast. Say quicker than before. Oh my god, is that Pat Burnham with the Osceola?
0: Oh (laughs) Oh my gosh! I don't know.
2: Competition's here.
0: I told him, like, I think if I did that, I couldn't walk the next day. How
2: many lunges do you think you could do, Chris? Let's do, do lunges to I mean, go I did, order.
0: I did the full out at Tom Brown with Carter got To oh. and from, so that's probably uh, probably 130 yards worth. You're getting there. That's Come pretty f- f- killed me
2: in that. The language that's occurring right now is creating a lot of editing for me. Zach, you seem to be the only one playing along right now. Let's talk about Hakeem Williams.
1: I thought he looked good. Um. I think he's still getting into the, the mix of things with conditioning. Uh, I think, you know, obviously as an incoming true freshman, a guy that's never been in a college, you know, strength and conditioning program, it's always tough. Um, but, I mean, when he's at his best and not super winded, he looks like a, a five-star type of uh, caliber of player.
0: Who was the number one player to stand that's out to you, Chris? Jeremiah Byers was one that immediately stood out to me. Large human who moves well, completely looked the part. Little bit of a belly on him, but he handles it just fine. And he got it doesn't through everything matter, right? He got through everything the entire hour and a half roughly that we were there and looked fine at the end. Looks like a guy completely prepared to play a lot of snaps at this level.
2: Did you see him he jumped in on a defensive line uh drill at one point and raced them? I did and not catch them. that, but
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I think it speaks to general view that the newcomers, guys that transfer in here. They know what they're getting into, and they're prepared for the work, and that's a credit to the staff of evaluating not only the player from an on-field perspective, but also, like, their makeup, what they're capable of doing, and, you know, him, Casey Roddy, all three of those transfer linemen, Keandre Jones being the other one, uh, Kyle Morlock to a degree, Jaheim Bell certainly, um, you know, I'm probably forgetting Brandon Fist for what he was able to do. They all look like guys that are completely comfortable with what they're jumping. Fenchel Cypress, another one who definitely stood out, probably behind Byers, the next guy that stood out the most to me because, well, he looks the part. He 100% looks like a guy who's prepared to play at a high level consistently. You know what he can do on the field on Saturdays, but when you see a guy come in there, work the way he did, where it looks easy for him an hour, hour and a half into it when a lot of other guys have hands on hips or just struggling because it's a lot of work, Cypress looked like he was fresh as the minute he walked in the gym.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought Fintrell was probably the most like in shape player of anyone we saw. Like it was easy work for him at the at the very end.
0: And uh, even the newcomers that were high school types, Lucas Simmons, high King Williams, Brock Glenn, those were all individuals that I also thought stood out. You know, I mean, there there's a transition for those guys. They've never trained in any form or fashion similar to this in their lives, so they're getting used to it. But they're comfortable I and mean, they're both physically just guys that do stand out um mock greens not one i noticed and you know there were moments where those guys struggled to a slight degree with the amount of work that's demanded of them but you're also looking at some guys who are second third year players who are going through it every bit as much if not more so that's no knock on the newcomers in general it's what 19 new guys i think in this program since january it looks like they hit at a high level as far as guys that are capable of handling what's going to be put upon their shoulders and demanded of them. Now we'll see how they do playing football when the spring rolls around.
2: I think our first tour of duty, we thought maybe like half the guys belonged at the power five level, high end power five level. Last year, maybe 75%. Chris, I think like maybe it's Maybe it's ninety five percent at this point of our scholarship guys. Like it looks like a it looks like what you want a Florida State football team to look like.
0: Yeah, I was conversing with my wife on the way to breakfast here this morning after we left tour of duty and she asked me how it went. I said they look like a football team and they really do. And that's been a gradual transition in the Mike Norvell era, but we're here. We're the you know, like They were a pretty good ball club last year, but that looks like a group that's ready to work. I think there's very few guys still on this roster who don't understand at least the demands of the day-to-day. There might be guys that haven't contributed at a high level. Travis J, someone who was discussed today uh, by, I believe it was Josh Storms that talked about Travis J. But Travis J. 100% looks like a guy that understands what is expected of him in that setting, of the work that it does take to be in this program. It's all cliche when Mike Norvell is saying it to a recruiter of, hey, if you don't want to work, don't come here. But it's also true. It is what they are. It's what they do. It's how they operate. All schools work hard in the offseason. But FSU demands a lot of their guys in tour of duty. Josh Storms and the strength and conditioning group do a really, really good job of running that. They also do a great job of building relationships with their players. And the coaching staff—they put them through it. You know, you watch JP working with his D linemen or Coach Sertan working with his DBs when they're going through some of that stuff. They are demanding the most out of so those guys. They want—they want those guys to tap into every resource possible to give them the most they can in the time they're there on the field, because that's what they're going to ask of them in the second half of games, in the fourth quarters of games, and that's where football is won most times, is how you finish. And FSU is demanding that of an ultra-competitive group that they've now formed as a football roster.
2: Machine, content machine. You know who might have been, like, the best player today, like, as far as, like, a big surprise? K.J. Kirkland. I thought he was moving the well, well,
1: think about it. <laughs> What was that, Brett? I
0: thought he was moving well when I saw him. Good job. Think about it. No, with him. He, he's a track athlete in a track family. Like, he is used to training. Back. This is a this is a setting that, like, emphasizes what he should be. He also works with former someone, Bill Corn Dog, as I love him. He trained with him. So he's a guy who, again, like, it's a transition from high school to college. But, like, he understands what's coming. He's also the youngest of, I think, three college athletes in his own family. But he, he came to Florida State in shape and, like, it's, ready to go, which is good. It's almost like the football staff at FSU was good at evaluating guys, not only as athletes and players, but also as DNA makeup to be capable of handling what's going to be demanded.
2: Did it, Did it, Josh Storms talk about that? Not
0: yeah, it, well, I asked Storms basically, uh, my question was pertaining to with transfers with newcomers, how good is the staff at finding guys that come and transition into this and work hard? And you said elite. And now the question, the answer went a little bit away from the question to some degree, but the point remains the same. Like, they find guys that can do this. Think about it. How many guys as F as you brought in into Mike Morvell who didn't at least strike you as though they were capable of handling what's going to be put on their plate here? Not to say they weren't necessarily good players. There were some misses. There were a lot of hits. But they were capable of handling what's demanded on them here. And if you're able to do that, it puts you in position to play on Saturday. Yeah, like flame outs, I can pick up like three, two or three. Yeah, out I, I had a conversation with someone this morning. Andrew Parchman. Parchment was the first one. The the transfer who did the least who played. Now, you know, there's Bam who never played here, but that was whatever. That Parchment is a guy who it clearly was a difficult transition for. But in general, there hasn't been many, and it certainly has. Been a better hit rate as time has gone on. Now being a better program that can attract a better player, that should happen, but it has, and that's a positive. I uh, is I would not
2: want to try to tackle Rodney Hill. Yeah. Like who a... would you want to try to tackle on the team that's on scholarship? You could tackle one person <laughs> on the <laughs> I team. I know who can it you, is. You...
1: Go ahead, say it. <laughs> special? Ryan Fitzgerald. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, are we answering that question or just no? Just to... continuing. Yeah, your... I was gonna. So they did a little pass catching drill with the running backs and. Basically required them to do like a five-yard out and you know turn back for the ball. And I thought Rodney Hill was clearly the best at that. Um, his cuts were crisp. He's able to to uh, just get in and out of his breaks super quickly. Thanks, yes,
0: Richard. How okay. professional.
1: Thanks, Siri. Um, what is Siri doing, man? What's happening? Yeah. Um, no, but I I was really impressed with Rodney Hill. I'm gonna do an article later on those 24/7 where we kind of break down like. Five players we're most excited about after seeing them at, or most excited about for spring ball after seeing them at tour of duty, and Rodney Hill is definitely going to be one of those guys.
2: If Rodney Hill does not materialize and is something good, who do you think the, who do you think the fan base should come after, like the most? Chris, definitely
1: me. Yes, Dane Draper.
2: I mean, I think we're all going to be. Brett's the only one who hasn't died on the Rodney Hill yet. I'm a
0: believer. Like, you know, I liked him as a high school kid. I love the way he's wired. He's smart. He works his backside off. Like, yeah, I, yeah I, he's one knows that I feel comfortable pushing the chipset on. But it's a position where, you know, it, it gets weird. And I got a really, really good one coming in next year. So.
2: And Trey Benson looked – Really good today as well, which yeah. you're hopeful he and thought, would.
1: And just another note, like even the the walk-ons, because Holmes and CJ Campbell. I thought Isaiah Holmes, especially in the early Matrial stuff, looked really impressive. Um, they, you know, they they kind of work him a little bit, they uh, shuffle their feet and then they uh, sprint back to the line and he was consistently the, the guy getting back there the
2: quickest. What's he listed at? Because I thought he moved well. Can you pull it up real quick exactly? Yeah. Is he like 200 plus he pounds?
1: Move. Yeah, he, he looks way right over. 30.
2: Yeah, I've been trying to downplay the Keziah Holmes hype train.
1: He's listed at 210. 210? Yeah. I
2: probably would help helped if I had the phone facing you when you said 210 and then facing me when I said 210. Uh, but he... he might be a guy to keep an eye on this spring as well. I think that's everything. Do we want to add any more notes before I wrap up the pod? Sack, drinking soda yeah. that you didn't pay for. Hey, that's,
1: that's a life hack. Um, you know, Tallahassee business is just like just like to take care of me. No, I'm kidding, um, but that you know, was a fun thing. Too early in the morning, uh, toward who he was, but you know, shout out to all the players and coaches that get up and do that every week. Couldn't be me. Um, especially, you know, as a college student. But we yeah, have fun, fun, fun time out there, and, and I'm excited for spring ball on Monday. Brett,
2: anything you want to add? We'll see what FSU baseball
0: has available in the
2: bullpen this weekend. Chris? Very on brand. All right. For Chris Knee, Zach Bosting, Kev Little's observations, Dane Draper's alarm clock, Brett Nevitt, I'm Brendan Sonone. it has been on the bench.